passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are we live? Yep, we're we're live now. Okay, we got sixty-five people in here so far. But uh, hey, everybody, this is Jesus, and uh, I got my friend Tyler over here. What's going on, guys? AKA Johnny Smooth, as my dad calls him. But uh, we're back for episode two of Bolt's Breakout. So, um, kind of going off of what Dad kind of mentioned to me before after the first one, and he said that. We did pretty good, but he said that we probably need to uh, kind of introduce you more and kind of tell the story of, you know, how we became friends and all of that. So um, now Tyler has, or Johnny Smooth, so you don't get us mixed up, but Johnny Smooth has uh, uh, a group on Facebook about lightning game-worn jerseys and stuff like that. So I was in the group, and he didn't know it. So, like, on a post probably a couple months ago, I commented something, and, 
and he recognized me, and then we just started texting and became good friends from there, right? Yeah, I think you had a question. You posted some question or something like that in the group, and I think that's how I initially reached out. And, yeah. Um, so Became friends from there, but. Yeah, then, you know, we just became good friends, and then uh, became closer and closer, and going to Lightning Games together, thanks thanks to you, and, you know, doing a podcast now, so uh, that's a little backstory of, of how everything started. So, obviously, Lightning, uh, heartbreaking loss last night in St. Louis, um, but we got a point out of it, so I guess that's that's an okay deal. Yeah, not a great night last night, and uh, you know I know I've I've gotten on Brian Elliott quite a bit, but you know it, it seems like he can't hold on to a uh, to a lead. He's blown I think it's two or three uh, three goal leads this season. The Lightning got off to a quick start yesterday, going up three nothing in the first period, and uh, of course they end up <laughs> they end up giving up uh, three unanswered goals and then losing in the shootout. I think. I mean, we got off to a good start, but then, like you said, I just I don't I wouldn't put it all on Elliot because I mean the whole team didn't play well after the you know the first ten minutes of the game. No. Um, I mean, obviously he didn't have Stamkos because he he's expecting a child. I don't know if it was last night or today or whatever, but he didn't play last night. He made the trip back home to Tampa last night. Obviously, no Braden Point, no Kucherov, no Matthew Joseph, and and you know our backup Brian Elliott was in net. So I mean. To get a point, you know, if you would have told me that going into last night, you probably would have taken it. But yeah, under, I'd, be, I'd be pretty happy with that. You know, but you, of course, you would you th- you would think we would have won last night, going up three nothing in the first period. But you know, it's all good. I guess we got a point out of it, so I guess that's all we can ask for. I guess. And then we'll be back at it tomorrow against the same team, the St. Louis Blues, but uh, in Tampa. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully Stamkos is back for that, and hopefully Joseph is back for that, because I don't, you know, I don't think they really said exactly how long he'll be out. At least I haven't heard anything about it. Have you? I haven't either. I checked Twitter today, and I didn't. I didn't get a definitive answer on that. Yeah. So, um, I know you mentioned that you're going to the game tomorrow. Yep. Um, now I don't know if this is a big deal for you, as it is for me, or maybe I'm just be the only person that notices this, or, or I don't know. But um, going to Amelie, like I've been to, you know, many other sporting events, but Paul Porter, the PA announcer, I don't know. He something about his voice and, and the way he announces and does all his his job he he makes lightning games really enjoyable because i don't know if you notice but like every time he introduces the team or a goal or anything mm-hmm. i have my phone out because i i just appreciate and, and love how he he has players names i don't know it's just something about him that makes it really enjoyable he's one of the best and he's been doing it for a long time i don't know how long he's been there but um he's been there as as long as i can remember when i was a kid going to games in you know the early 2000s he was he was there so you know, Paul's been doing it for a long time, and uh, you know he's great. That's why he's still there. You know, of, of course, the uh, obviously watching the game is, you know, a good part of it as well. It's also fun, but also, you know, you're also in a good mood before you have, you know, before the game starts and all that. So, thanks to him, I don't know if he probably won't ever hear this, but <laughs> if uh, if you ever hear this, Paul, you're the man. Yeah, uh, we definitely appreciate what you do for the team. It was nice seeing the Lightning honor Rick Peckham at the uh, the last game that you and I were at. Yeah, it's against Seattle. Yeah, I definitely miss his uh, play-by-play commentary. Uh, nothing against the new guy, but uh, you know Rick's been doing it since the Lightning's inaugural season. So obviously, you know when you when you've been doing it for so long, people just you know attach your voice to you know watching the games on TV. He's you know the guy everyone knows and remembers. So it's uh, it's a little hard not having him. I right. mean, he's a great talent, but. Uh, it was nice seeing him getting honored at that game. Yeah, they uh, 
they did really well for for doing that for him. They they did a good job at that. But I mean, Randorf, the the new guy, he's not too bad. But you know, you just you once you have you know one person doing it for so long, you know, you kind of you're kind of stuck with him, and, and you appreciate it and want more of it, especially if they're good, you know. But when you sure. have a change like that, it's you know, it's like mm, you know, well, the guy the guy's not bad that we got now, but he definitely appreciate what what Rick did. Definitely. Same thing with Paul Porter, you know, like whenever. Um, because he announces the uh, Orlando Magic games as well, so yep. like you'll go back, you'll switch back and forth, and um, you know I've been to a Lightning game where he's not announcing. And I'm like, oh man, you know he's in Orlando for that. Then you're right. Yeah. So you know he's not there, and I'm like, oh man, this nothing against the guy filling in for him, but like you know, Paul Paul's probably the greatest around here. Yeah, he's definitely one of the best, no doubt. So Lightning play the Blues tomorrow again. Yep. Um. We're supposedly supposed to have Kucherov in point back, hopefully that by the end of the month, maybe early January. But um, for not having, you know, point or Kucherov, I think the Lightning have have done a pretty, they've done pretty well last couple of weeks without him. Definitely, and I can see the Lightning getting point probably back before Kucherov. That's just from my understanding from reading things on Twitter. I'm sure you do the same thing, right? Whenever yeah. there's an injury, I'm looking for a Lightning update. Usually, Twitter's the place that you you find the info the quickest, but. I'm just hoping that Cooch is going to be able to get back before the Olympics. It would really suck for him to not be able to participate in that. Well, also, hopefully he's back for uh, Nashville when we go up there. That's right. You know, hopefully, you know, we don't want him to be be out for that game as well. Well, I know Cooch is your guy too, so yeah. you, uh, you know, I'm sure that you want to see him play. Of course. Of I'm course. looking forward to that trip. And, yes, I did finally book my hotel did for you? Nashville. Good, so, good. Where are you staying at? Like, is it in, is it in the city, in downtown? Yeah, I'm maybe 10 minutes from the ho- uh, from the stadium. Cool, because I the one that we booked is it's probably ten fifteen minutes from the from downtown as well. Perfect. It's a Hampton Inn. I don't know what yours is, but uh, yeah, it'll be a uh, it'll be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a blast. Um, if only they can put out those stadium series jerseys. Oh, I, I want to know what they, I know. You and I have been talking about that for a while. I want to see how they look. I've been I've been checking Twitter and, and everything every single day, like multiple like 10 times a day trying to figure out you know if anybody's talking about it, anybody's releasing anything yet right it's driving me crazy yeah i'm a little bit nervous because you know some of these stadium series jerseys and winter classic jerseys mostly the stadium series some of them have just been flat out fucking ugly yeah. so i'm hoping that they do a decent job with uh with the bolts for their first outdoor game i'm assuming it's going to be white since we're away right uh you would think yeah so hopefully it's kind of uh Similar to the reverse retros like we had last year, hopefully like, like the same logo at least or something like that. Because right, I like that old school logo. Me more, too. To be honest, yeah, I do too. It you know, it's uh, it, it just takes you back to you know early two thousands when you know we won the cup in 04. It just takes you back to the you know the good old days when the lightning you know were first getting around, first starting. Definitely. Um, so I want to talk about. I don't know. Probably both of our one of our both favorite players is Corey Perry. He's right. uh he's coming alive after that first goal against Philly a couple weeks ago. He's uh he's coming along. So I'm I'm glad to see he got his third goal last night in the second game in a row because he had one against Minnesota on Sunday. So um I'm glad to see Corey Perry coming alive because he's definitely somebody that we'll need yep. going into the playoffs. Perry kind of got off to a slow start to start the year in terms of scoring, but uh you know he's picked up goals in back to back games, so that's good to see. I mean, he was getting chances though. Like early yeah, he on, was. he was getting a ton of chances. He just couldn't, just couldn't capitalize on them. But you know, last couple games, he's been he's been finding the back of the net, which is definitely a good thing to see. Yeah, I mean, he's not the Corey Perry of old. He's you know he's a rocket former Rocket Richard winner, 
uh, surprisingly. You look at him now and you wouldn't think that. But, you know, the Lightning didn't bring him in to score goals at this stage in his career. But, you know, he brings tons of other aspects onto the ice other than scoring goals. But it's nice to see him, you know, put a few in the back of the net recently. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to score 50 like he did in 2011. Right. I mean, he'll, (laughs) unfortunately, I I wish he would. But, you know, it just probably won't happen. But, you know, we, we brought him in to be a guy that, Kind of like a Yanni, uh, Coleman, Goudreau type of guy who's just a pain in the ass. But you know he'll 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 get some goals here and there and just, and just I mean yep. he's not going to play on the on the penalty kill or nothing. But he's just that guy that just like Maroon, like a guy you need in the playoffs right. to be successful. Definitely. And I mean Corey's obviously been a strong aspect to uh, you know a few teams. Uh, you know he was with the Stars when you know they made it to the finals and then with Montreal. So you know he's gotten there. Uh, so hopefully uh, you know again he helps this team in the playoffs uh, this this season. Yeah, I remember uh back in 2020 in the bubble, you know, he was with he was with Dallas and I'm like, "Man, this guy's a pain in the ass." And he scored the uh he scored a the OT winner in I think it was game 3 or game yep. 4 or something like that. Yep, to keep the series alive. I'm yeah, like, I remember that. I'm like, "Damn, you know, this this guy's I mean, I I knew who he was obviously, but I'm like, "Man, this guy is somebody who you hate to play against." Absolutely. But you want him on your team 100%. And then yep. Um, I remember watching the Winter Classic because, you know, I told you Dallas is like my second favorite team yep. if, if I had to pick. And I remember watching that game when they played Nashville um, 2020. Yeah, January 2020, the Winter Classic. And he, he elbowed Ryan Ellis in the head, and then he got like five minutes in the game, and then he got ejected, and he walked down the line. I'm like, damn. Yeah, he got tossed uh, almost as soon as the game started. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, that was that was interesting. A lot of people think that he's a dirty player, but, you know, he's not on the same kind of level as – you know Brad Marchand, uh, slew footing. Who did he? Uh, who did he do that to a couple of uh, days ago? Do you uh, know off the top of your head? Yeah, it was Oliver Ekman Larson. That's right. Yeah, or uh, a player like Tom Wilson, uh, just a complete oh, yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, those two are the absolute worst. And I mean, you know, you, you look—they've <laughs> actually got like a a compilation of Corey Perry doing all these things on on YouTube. To right. Like, well, he's nowhere near as worse as, as, right. as them. Yeah, exactly. So I watch it. You know, he's you know he hits people and you know. I mean, it's borderline, you know, right. it's 50-50, but there's nothing like Marshan or Wilson, you know. Those guys are just assholes. Right, definitely. And, um, I mean, Corey Perry's got, uh, let's see, he's got he's got six points, three goals, three assists. So, I mean, you know, I think we're in 23 games in or something by now, and, you know, he's six points. It's it's okay. I mean, of course, you want more out of it. But, sure. Um, it's good to see him, you know, starting to come alive now because, uh, you know, without Point, Kucherov, Joseph, and Stamkos last night, you know, you, you're going to need somebody to pick up the pace. And also another guy who's actually been doing pretty well is, is Sorelli. He's uh, he got a goal last night against the Blues, and he's been picking it up. Yeah, he has definitely. And uh, is he still wearing that cage? Was he wearing that last yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, he still, he still got the cage on. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he, I'm pretty sure he probably broke his nose by. Yeah, I would assume so. You know, because he probably wouldn't be wearing that if. Right. You know, it, you know, it's probably not the most comfortable thing to be wearing. I'm, I'm guessing. Um. Another two two rookies who've really uh, impressed me this year is Radish and Kachuk. I mean, kind of. I think the whole team kind of started kind of slow, probably the first five or so games. But Radish and Kachuk have have really, really impressed me these prob- these last, you know, 10 games or so. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I thought Radish was picking up his first goal last night, but I guess they ended up giving the goal to Sorelli. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer for him. But, uh, but yeah, they, they have been playing well recently. And, uh, you know, I know they have high expectations for both of those guys. They were two of their top prospects coming out of Syracuse. And, 
I know Cal Foote was their number one rated prospect, and this is his second year in the league. To be honest, I haven't been too impressed by him so far, but uh, you know, I'm hoping that he can also turn things around. I know. Uh, I remember telling you probably a couple months ago that I wasn't impressed with with his play last year, and I mean, he's shown like a game or two of of you know good you know good hockey, but other than that, he's you know unfortunately hasn't you know shown too too much positive things I don't think yeah no I I agree with you but uh you know I didn't think Hedman was that impressive you know maybe the first half or even his entire rookie season but you know going into year two and three he really picked it up big time so I'm hoping we see the same thing for foot who you know if he plays even as half as well as his father did who's a hall of fame defenseman you know he'll have a pretty decent career but... right did you did you happen to watch the broadcast last night of the game yeah I did, did you... I thought it was kind of funny when they had Barry Melrose and Ryan Callahan on the, the same set and during the intermission, like the guy used to play for the Lightning and loves the Lightning, and then you got Barry, Barry Melrose who hates the Lightning. And- See, every Lightning fan hates Barry Melrose. I happen to be a fan of Barry. Uh, I've always enjoyed his commentary. I think that, uh, you know, he was fired prematurely. I know that that's not a, a very popular opinion, but, uh, you know, the one thing that he, I remember him saying back in the day when I, he was dismissed, I think after what was it like 16 games coaching the line yeah, back in 08, Stamkos' like rookie that. year. The one thing that he said is the only power a coach has is ice time. And you know, he's not going to give a guy ice time or a lot of ice time. I should say, just because he's the number one pick, obviously Stamkos has turned out pretty damn well, but you know, I do agree with him in that aspect, but the ownership in those days was just absolutely horrible. Oh yeah. I mean, didn't, I know Bell. I know Barry Melrose. Didn't he? I know he like he benched Stamkos for a couple games, but he didn't. Did he send him down to the AHL? He didn't. He didn't send him down. I don't he remember him, him. Right. I don't remember him getting benched either. But I remember him only playing like ten minutes a game, which he should have been getting more than that. But I I remember watching an interview that Stamkos did not too long ago with uh, Barstool with with yep. uh, uh, Biz Nasty. Mm-hmm. You know that guy and uh, all those guys. The on Spit the, and Chicklets podcast. Yeah, yep. exactly. And he was talking about how you know that deal with Barry and how Barry sat him for like every other game for like the first ten games or something. Yeah, he was saying. I guess it was he. They were he was working on strength and conditioning or something like that. Because when Stamkos came up, he was a pretty small guy. Um, so I think that's essentially what they were working on with him. It wasn't necessarily benching him because of his play, but. I forgot exactly what they said. I'd have to go back and watch it, but I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Haas, I definitely agree that that Chernak is definitely helps that he's back. Cause, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got Bogosian and and Foot and Ruda on that right side, but they're I don't know they're they're fifty fifty. I mean, Ruda is probably the better out of those three, but Chernak is is definitely our our, our number one right handed defenseman. Definitely, because I mean Bogosian, he's he's okay, nothing special. Uh, Ruda is probably better than Bogosian, but I think um, so too. But I still like uh, I feel like I like Bogosian's play better in his second stint with them this year than he than I was when uh, he was on the team with their first um, Cup win in twenty twenty. Yeah, and uh, another guy I know you said that you like is Schuster, but yeah. <laughs> He got that one goal against Arizona, but, you know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a little nostalgic. You know, I went to almost every game, that cup run when they lost to Chicago in 14-15. Yeah. So, obviously, I saw a lot of Schuster, and, uh, you know, it was interesting to see him back, but it's weird not seeing him wear his familiar number 62. Oh, I know. you. What is he? Was he 29 now? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. so you, you, like, lose him on the ice because you have no idea who he is Definitely, sometimes. yep. Um, 
Now I want to talk about the Yanni tribute mm-hmm. they did the other night, which was very well deserved. Um, Absolutely. I know you had a couple of drinks in you. Do you remember that? No, yeah. I, <laughs> I remember you about busted your ass getting into the seat one time. Yeah, I was pretty loaded prior to the game starting, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely remember it. In fact, I think I recorded it, but, you know, it was definitely a, a well-deserved tribute. To be honest, though, I will say this. I feel like a lot of Lightning fans talk about him now, but I don't remember hearing them talk about him as much when he was still with the team. Right. You I know, remember they were bashing him, you know, left and right when he couldn't score, that, you know, before the bubble. Right, and now they're treating him like Jesus Christ when he returns. Granted, it, you know, it was definitely a well-deserved tribute. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, um, I still wish he was on the team, though, for sure. Oh, I do, too, because I don't, I mean, I don't think you're, I don't, I don't you're not going to find anybody that can replace that line of, of Yanni, Goudreau, and Coleman. I mean, you're just, you're not going to be able to find the chemistry that those right. three had. Even though you got, I don't know, Perry, Belmar, and Maroon right now, or or the kid line, or the not kid line, whatever the hell you want. Yeah, to call and them. I mean they had players in Syracuse that you know it was it was about time for them to come up and to be able to get a shot, like you know Boris Kachuk and and uh, Taylor Radish. Those guys, you know, were highly touted prospects. We needed to see how they would pan out. So you know, eventually that's going to happen, and I'm glad that they're finally getting that shot this season. Um, one thing that I'm definitely curious about is if Palat's going to be back next year because Point's new deal is going to be kicking in. Right, and I I don't think there's any possible way that Palat is back. You know, I could I didn't think he was going to be back this season. Right. I know a lot of people uh, contemplated whether it was going to be Kalorn or Palat. I, I wasn't necessarily worried about Kalorn. I didn't think he was going anywhere, but Palat I could definitely see being expendable next year. Right, because I remember before the expansion draft happened, and you know I thought. Because we already knew going in, into this season that the cap was going to be tight, right? And the three that I probably one of the three that were going to go is Yanni, um, Kalorn, and Palat. And yep. I'm like, well, out of those three, I probably have Palat go. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought we we just depends, but I I kind of thought that we were going to be able to get Coleman and Goodrow back. I thought they probably would have taken you know a a team-friendly deal. Oh, I, I definitely didn't think they were going to be coming back. I knew they were going to be cashing in big time, which I don't blame them. I right. mean, they got way, both of them got way overpaid. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They were a big part of our team and a big part of winning, but, uh, you know, they, they're they not they're not worth what they're getting paid. No, I mean, I love Goodrow and I love Coleman, but, you know, I think Goodrow got um, almost, you know, four-something million. And, right. And, you know, same thing with Coleman, but... You know, those are the guys that scored, you know, 20 sure. points a year. But, right. You know, play, come playoff time, they'll bust bust your ass. But, yeah. you know, you are you got to get to the playoffs first. But I definitely think that I agree with you 100%. They got way overpaid. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to pay a guy, you know, $5 million to play on the third, fourth line. That, you know, if they were going to do that, they might as well have just kept Johnson. So Yeah, and he's, he hasn't really done much in no, Chicago he, this he year hasn't. either. I think the, the whole team hasn't really done much since the— uh, little sexual assault deal happened, or, yep. you know, but uh, I, I definitely missed Yanni, Goody, and Coleman, but um, I think we'll be okay now that we got, you know, Boris and, and uh, Radish and Perry and, you know, all these guys that are stepping up now. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, All right, let's see. Another thing that uh, we wanted to talk about is Brian Elliott. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, he's he's shown greatness, like, here and there. Um, like the Minnesota Wild game that we were at a couple weeks ago, he uh, saved us in the shootout, and, you know, we saved our ass. But, you know, he's shown really good, and then he's shown really bad. Well, I don't know about greatness. I mean, I think he's just gotten flat-out lucky. I mean, listen, 
he he blew a three goal lead and ended up going into overtime. And then for some, you know, somehow he was able to shut the door in the shootout. It shouldn't have even gotten to that point, but it was nice they were able to pick up two points that night. Last night, though, I know you're missing a lot of guys, but when you jump out to a three nothing lead, listen, no one expects Brian Elliott to be Andre Vasilevsky, but you know you have to play well enough to just not lose the game. You don't have to steal, you know, you don't have to steal a win away, but just don't blow it. And right. uh, unfortunately, the Lightning haven't gotten quality backup goaltending in, you know, since Ben Bishop and Andre Vasilevsky were, you know, the goalie tandem in Tampa. Right. I kind of think that Elliott's more of like a, well, he's probably way better than Deming was, but Deming, like everybody loves Deming because he, you know, he won a couple games here and there, but right. I didn't think he was that good. I don't think so either, but at that time, the team was scoring like five or six goals a night. Right. So, you know, when you're putting up those kind of numbers, you know, he's got to have, you know, his numbers are going to be, his wins are going to be a little bit more inflated. Right, and you know that was the year that unfortunately we lost to Columbus in the first round. But right, that was like tied for the greatest greatest record in the NHL history and all that stuff. So. Yeah, that was that was definitely disappointing. I was at those two home playoff games, and they got off to a I think it was a big lead. They they were up like three nothing or something like that after the first against yep. Columbus in game one, and then it just went it just went horribly wrong from there. And the series, uh, you know, obviously went to Columbus, but. Yeah, I was there. I was there for the for game one as well against Columbus, and I'm like, oh man, we're up three nothing because I think Kalorn got a shorthanded goal or something, and then Sorelli and Sergachev, I think it was those three that got a goal. But we we're up three nothing. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be easy. We're gonna whip their ass. It's gonna be a sweep. Well, obviously not. But right, I was. We were so we were so confident going probably in the second third period of those games, and then obviously that that did not play well. No, absolutely not. Um, but they go on to win the cup the following season, so it all worked out. Yeah, the next two, so it I think it makes up for it. I mean, I don't think they would have won in the bubble if that didn't happen the year before. Yeah, no, that you can definitely make an argument for that for sure. It would have been nice to see him win it that year too. It would have been a three peat, I guess. But um, you know, going back to eighteen nineteen, they hadn't been tested the entire year. They didn't really fight any adversity, and I know that was one of the arguments a lot of people said. But um, you know. It all it all ended up working out, and like I remember because I went to probably I don't know four or five games that year. When, yeah, when they were just kicking everybody's ass, and I'm like, man, you know, I went to a couple Buffalo games, and that was, I mean, that was like, you know, Buffalo sucks. So I mean, you're <laughs> like, damn, this is like an ass weapon. So yeah, um, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of happy that it happened, but you know, it, it still sucks thinking about it. Because I don't think I, don't, I mean I still I still don't think we would have won in probably last year or the year before if you know we didn't lose in that year against Columbus. Yeah, you could be right for sure. Because I I mean you, you look at that and you realize what what we needed and that's when we got Goodrow and Coleman and those two guys you know were probably one of the key pieces of us winning the cup last year. Not scoring wise, but right. just physical on the PK and everything like that. They were definitely a key piece of that to those championships. Yep. Alrighty, so next thing I want to talk about is um, Stamkos. He's uh, top ten in the league in scoring. He's uh, playing a lot better than I thought he would coming off surgeries the last couple of years, not being one hundred percent healthy. And uh, he's he's he stated not too long ago that this is the best he's felt in a long time, and it definitely shows because he's uh, playing very well right now. And that's definitely good for the Tampa Bay Lightning for him to be saying something like that. You know, this guy gets a whole lot of shit for being, you know, quote-unquote, hurt every year, which totally isn't the case. Um, 
people could start making that case for Kucherov now, maybe. But yep. you know, Stammer's having a great year and he's doing it at a great time because the teams, you know, they've been beat up this year, both on the blue line and and with their forwards. Obviously, Braden Point, like you said, is out. Nikita Kucherov's out. Matthew Joseph is out. So for him to to be getting it going now and be playing at a high level is a good thing for the team. Now. Do you agree that the right right-handed defenseman is probably like our weakest position out there? Uh, yeah, you could definitely make that argument. Um, I, you know what? I think we've been okay on the blue line this year. Not the best, not as good as they have been last year. But uh, yeah, I could possibly see them maybe trading for a right-handed shot, possibly at the deadline. I think. Who do you who do you think would be a good fit? Um, I, I got somebody in mind, but I want to see if if you if you have anybody. Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I'd have to see. You know, once you know, once it gets closer to the trade deadline, obviously, you know the the rumors start going out on who might be available, who might be shopped at the deadline. Uh, so I'll have to wait to get my opinion there. But who do you who are you thinking of? Uh, Damon Severson, yeah, from the Devils. Okay, um, I think he makes three four million a year. Nothing too crazy. Um, I could definitely see Pilat get moved at the deadline because, you know, he's making five point three million, which you know, there's no way we can bring that back next year. Yeah, I mean, if they don't see him coming back next year, I don't see why they wouldn't trade him unless if they feel that they need him as a part of the run this year. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what they do with Pilat. Um, I, I mean, I don't think that Pilat is. I mean, he's a good player. He's definitely a good top six forward, but I don't think Andre Pilat is gonna make or break a championship for us because. I mean, Barry Boulay and, and all these other young young guys that are stepping up and, you know, doing well, I think they can take his spot easily. But it's the only thing that would struggle with is the chemistry because him and Kucher off in point. That's what I was about to say. On the first line is, you know, is, is pretty good. But yeah. I think somebody could, could step up and, and do as well as he can. I mean, I haven't seen Palat wear the A in a while, but, you know, he is a guy that's worn, you know, the, the alternate captain's A before. So, obviously, they think he's, you know— a a great guy in the locker room, great locker room guy. So, you know, do you want to maybe risk uh, messing with the chemistry in the locker room prior to a run? I don't know. I mean, I guess they'll they'll have to make that call, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Right. I mean, yeah, Palat's making $5 million a year. and I mean, we're going to be tied against the cap next year. And, and you know, Corey Perry signed. I think, yep. I think he's at a minimum deal. And um, you got all these guys that came here this year that are on really, really cheap deals. And, um, you're gonna need that because you know points, big contracts kicking in. Headman's making eight million a year. Stamkos is making, I believe, eight and a half, nine million a year. So they all add up quickly, and we're gonna need a. I think we we got to get rid of Palat. Honestly, I think yeah. Uh, I just don't think there's any way that he can come back. I don't think so either. And I do I do like what you said about you know Palat maybe not making or breaking this team in terms of a run. You know what? They have a lot of character guys. They have a lot of. You know, a lot of guys that, you know, step up in terms of leadership on the ice, in the locker room. You know, a lot of these guys have been together for a long time. Stamkos, Palat, Kucherov, Hedman. You know, there's a lot of guys in that locker room that have been together for, you know, seven or eight years. So I don't I don't think maybe trading him is necessarily going to affect that too much. Right. And, I mean, the only thing that I would worry about is the, the chemistry between, uh, you know, Point, Kucherov, and Palat on that first line because yeah. – that was the first line of the playoffs last year, and obviously it worked out pretty well. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think you could get Barry Boulay or, or uh, you know, somebody, Radish or Colton or somebody up there that maybe not be on the first line with, with Point Kucherov. Maybe you throw Stamkos or Sorelli or Klorn up there, but right. he can definitely fit into that second or third line, you know, and, and still be a positive impact for the team. But, um, you know, another guy who's, 
who uh, won the cup with us in 2020, who I got up on the screen right now, is Shattenkirk, who is absolutely not killing it, but he is playing very, very well for Anaheim. I mean, he's got 16 points in 23 games with five goals and 11 assists, so that's not bad at all. And I like Shattenkirk a lot. I knew that they weren't going to be able to hold on to him, but he's another right-handed shot. You know, it'd be nice to maybe have him on the blue line still, but... Right, and I mean, we don't have... On, on the right side, we don't have, like, a true offensive disp- uh, defenseman like, like Shattenkirk was. Right. Um, I mean, we got Savard last year, but he was more of a defenseman. Like, defense and, and he was and, and he was a rental, too. Yeah. You know, I don't think anyone expected him to be back. Right. I mean, I you know, he was making four-something million a year. Um, yeah, he I mean, he signed with Montreal this year. Um, I think it was four, four million or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... You know, we can't afford that, unfortunately. I mean, I thought Savard was not very good until the playoffs hit. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I was definitely, uh, you know, underwhelmed with his regular season uh, play, kind of wondering why the hell did you even trade for this guy. But he stepped it up big time in the playoffs, and he was a key reason as to, you know, why they got to the finals, I think, on the blue line. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's Savard's making $3.5 So, I mean, that's something we couldn't couldn't take back this year. But, right. yeah, I mean, I agree with you because I mean, Savard, you know, he got the he got the assist on the the Colton goal to win the cup. So I mean, obviously, in the playoffs, he he kind of stepped it up and and uh, gained some chemistry with the guys. But uh, before that, it was it was like, man, what the hell is this guy doing here? All right. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. 
Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Somebody that could possibly be a trade target. I, I know I have seen where uh, people have been talking about, we should go get Phil Kessel, get Phil Kessel. I'm like, uh... No, I don't think so. I don't know. Well, I love Phil. I'm a big fan of Phil. Right. I don't know what right. kind of a fit he is. You know, Phil's getting up there in age a little bit. I don't know what Phil's making. I can't imagine it's anything cheap. Uh, I would have to imagine Phil's making, you know, $5 million a year, I would think. What does it say? 6.8. Okay, way more than I thought. Yeah, so there's no. there's no way that they're squeezing Phil Kessel onto this team this year. No, no, not I think if, I think if anything, they trade for a defenseman. A, yeah. And again, a right-handed shot. I think our forward depth is fine. I, I I can't see them trading for another forward, but it would be nice to see them maybe get more of an offensive defenseman, a right-handed shot. Um, granted, Savard was great, but he's more of a stay-at-home guy. He doesn't really add to the offense too much. Right. But you know, I know obviously a um, a scoring right-handed defenseman won't come cheap at the trade deadline. So we'll have to see what they do. No, and and uh, there's I don't know. I mean, I I could possibly see. The Lightning trading for a bottom six forward that's like dirt cheap, like it makes a minimum deal, right? Um, maybe just to add some depth in case just, we get an injury or right, something, right? Or, or you know, a veteran guy like, yep. Hell, I don't even know, but I I could see them doing a bottom six forward or a, a right handed defenseman because um, unfortunately we don't have like a very good offensive defenseman for for the right side. I no, think, we don't. I think Chernak is probably the most you know fits that category the best, but he's not very right. He's not like he's no. not lighting the net up. So. No, he's he's not a Shattenkirk who's no. uh, you know who can shoot the puck and put it in the back of the net. I mean, if he did score that one goal last night, who was was pure luck that got around the boards and you see that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I know Chernak is is not a Shattenkirk or a, you know somebody like that who can put the puck in the back of the net. I mean, he'll he'll get you a couple goals each year, but he's not gonna light it up and score fifteen like you know. Like a Hedman does, or uh, Dougie Hamilton, or Yossi, or somebody like that, who's uh, like a two-way defenseman. But um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody who we could trade for. I know the kind of like uh, the big news right now in in the NHL is uh, Jake DeBrusque asking for a trade from Boston. I did see that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I mean, I I really have no idea. I mean, Boston's kind of falling apart now because you got DeBrusque wanting to leave. Bruce Cassidy's got COVID. He's, you know, I don't know how long he's out for, but he's in protocol for a little while. Marshan got suspended three games for slew footing Larson. So, I mean. They've and, definitely underperformed this year for sure. I was looking at the standings the other day, and I was a bit surprised. Right. But, you know, Tuka Rask is not there anymore. David Krejci's not there anymore. And, you know, it's fine with me. I don't like Boston. So I'm kind of glad right. they're not they're, they're not doing very well. Right. Um, All across the board, any Boston sports I've, I've never been a fan of. No, no, me either. And, um, I I despise Marshan. I I hate that guy. Um, I I know you you said that you like Hornquist, and he kind of reminds me of not not into a T, but he kind of reminds me of a a Corey Perry. He well, he's just a pain in the ass yes, to play against. Right, and uh, you know he's one of those guys that you you love to have on your team, but you hate playing against him. He's a pest. He'll stand in front of the net, get right up on your goaltender. It'll punch you right in the mouth. You know he's a 
He's a great character guy in the locker room. He brings a lot of intensity onto the ice. So, you know, that's why I love uh, Patrick Hornquist. I mean, you're you're a big fan of his because he played for the Penguins for that's a couple years. So. But I still like him in Florida, you know. The, right. Even right. though the, there are in-state rivals, they still got a couple of players I don't mind. No, I mean, um, I'm glad to see Verhage doing well because, I mean, he, I think he was kind of just buried in our lineup because we, we had so much depth and, yeah, he he was kind of just buried back there and didn't really get. I mean, he got a couple, he got a a shot here and there, but I don't he's think doing. He, yeah, he deserves. He's doing better. well in Florida, and it's nice to see him get that opportunity. Right. I mean, he's he's on a. I think he signed for a million dollars last year, and then he got an extension this year. So that's well deserved because he uh, he lit it up for the Panthers last year. He was very good last year. That he did. So um. So we played the Blues next. Tomorrow night, and then we're at Boston with without Marshan, without their coach. It looks like they go on a five game road trip after uh, they play tomorrow night in Tampa. Yep, they go at Boston, at Philly, which is back to back Saturday at Boston, Sunday at Philly. So Brian Elliott being that for one of those games, yeah, unfortunately, I would, I, yeah, I would assume so. So hopefully he can, uh, you know, maybe hold on to a lead this time. And then we go at Montreal, which is final uh, rematch of last year's finals. Yep. Uh, at Toronto, which will probably be, be a very good game with Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Tavares, and all those guys, even though I don't like them, but it'll probably be a good game. And then at Ottawa on Saturday the 11th, which hopefully we win that one at least. Um, if we if we can win, f- you know, three out of the five, we'll take it. Yeah, that that was what I was about to say. You, you'd you'd want to probably take three out of the five. Yeah, if we can beat Boston, Montreal, and Ottawa, at least those three, I think you know, we'll be okay because, you know, Boston's in our division, Montreal's in our division, Ottawa's in our division. So um, those are games you want to win for exactly. sure. Exactly. I mean, you want to win Toronto, but if you, if you don't, then, you know, it's it's okay. I mean, we're still in we're early December, so there's still plenty of time to uh, to get on a, a run here. And, I mean, you know, it definitely helped when would point Kucherov and, and uh, Joseph and all those guys come back because we definitely will we'll need them yep. here soon. The one thing I never understood is, you know, I don't know how many of these Lightning fan groups you're in on Facebook, which, you know, to be honest, I'm, I'm getting ready to leave a bunch of them. It's it's nothing but people overreacting by the Lightning's play this year, which, to be quite honest with what they've had to deal with in terms of injuries, team hasn't been playing that bad. I mean, they're sitting in third place in the Atlantic Division this year. They're only five games back, and, you know, they have a couple of games in hand to those teams that are in front of them. I thought the light. I I think they've played well this year, considering what they've had to what they've had to deal with. Right, and I mean the first five games they got off to a slow start, but other than that, I mean you can't complain too much about what they've what they've done. Right, you know especially having Kucherov out for I don't know since the third or fourth game of the year, mm-hmm. and then points out for you know a month or two, and you know when you get Kucherov and point back, I think uh, I think we'll be in good shape. Just hopefully they stay healthy the rest of the year because uh, we we we're not going to win the cup without those two guys. There's no way. Yeah, no way. Definitely not. Um. So d- at the end of the month, the, we play the Rangers at home on New Year's Eve, and yep. uh, that's going to be a, a cool game to see because I wonder if they'll do the same thing for Goodrow like they did with Yanni with the you know, tribute and all that stuff. I I don't know. Only because you know Yanni came up through their system. He's right. a guy that they drafted. Right. Goodrow obviously was, and I, I'm sure that they'll show some kind of little, you know. 20 second tribute video on the on the on the screen but um i'm sure they'll do something for him yeah then uh the next week on the 6th of january coleman comes back you play calgary at home on the 6th so um it'd be kind of cool to see if if they do anything for those guys which you know 
I think they should at least just do something little. I mean, they'll probably give them their rings like they did with Yanni yep. the other night, and you know, They're, they'll definitely uh, acknowledge him for sure. Yeah, which they think. should. They yep. should. I mean, those guys were, uh, you know, a, a key piece in one of the cup the last two years, so they definitely deserve it. You know, I I still think, um, I still wish they were still here, but you know, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, you know, things don't work that way in terms of the caps. So. No, unfortunately not. But uh, you know. I think the Lightning have two games in hand on, maybe one or, one or two games in hand on uh, Toronto and in Florida. So I think we're only, like you said, five for six points behind them. Yep, five five points back, I believe. So I mean, that's not bad at all, considering what the uh, Lightning I've had to deal with this year with uh, injuries and, and stuff like that. But you know, I, I want to talk about Drysaddle and Ovechkin and McDavid because those three are just running away for the. Uh, the point lead in the league because oh, Drysaddle has forty, Ovechkin has thirty seven, McDavid has thirty six, and the next closest guy is Calgary, surprisingly yeah. with twenty seven, and Kuznetsov with twenty seven. You know, going into the season, I was one of those guys that were you know doubting if Ovechkin would be able to catch Gratsky's goal record. Um, you know, I'm I'm starting to uh, to take back what I've said about him prior to this year. I mean, he's just absolutely lighting it up at his age too. It's it's very impressive. You know, he he didn't have the greatest of years last year. I think he only you know, he didn't have. He was under a point per game. He wasn't. It wasn't doing anything crazy. But this year, he's uh, he's got thirty-seven points in twenty-three games with nineteen goals. So he's like almost at a goal per game. Yeah, he's which showing. Is crazy. He's showing no signs of slowing down. And how old is he? Ovi's what thirty-six. I think thirty-six, thirty-seven, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's it's absolutely incredible. So I'd I'd like to see him do it. Whether he breaks Gretzky's goal record or not, I still think he's probably, you know. The NHL's greatest goal scorer. I mean, considering the goalies he's having to go up to is, you know, not discounting what Gretzky did for the game, but obviously the game's changed quite a bit. It's harder to score these days, yeah. or at least since Ovi was drafted yeah. than it was for Waynes. Yeah, so. I agree. I mean, you look at Dryas Idol, though. He's got 20 goals in 20 games. That's that's crazy. Um, and he's got 40 points in 20 games. So he's he's killing it. And I don't think... I think he definitely benefits playing with McDavid, but I don't. Right. I would be kind of curious to see how he would do on a different team. Um, I mean, Drysaddle obviously is leading the league in points, but I don't. If he was on like, I don't know, any other team, Dallas or or Minnesota or somebody who doesn't, who's got good forwards, but not like a superstar McDavid, I wonder how how he would do. Um. And kind of kind of surprised to see Granlin from Mikel, Mikel Granlin from Nashville. He's sixth in the league in points. Yep. Kaprizov, who's a young guy from Minnesota, is kicking ass. He's he's sixth in the league. And Troy Terry from Anaheim is is has twenty four points in twenty two games. I've and been surprised by Terry's play this me year. Too. I mean, he's, he's had a good year. I know, and kind of surprisingly, because I mean, you look at you look at Anaheim and they're all young, Drysdale and Zegris and all these guys, and um. I think Terry kind of got overlooked. And he's he's definitely showing that he's uh he could potentially be a superstar for Anaheim. But you know you look at Getz laugh and you think oh no yeah he was probably going to be leading the league in the not the league but the team in scoring. But right. Well, Getz uh Getz laugh is also getting up there in age. I, I don't right. know how old he is. I think he's thirty seven or thirty eight yeah. years old, something like that. So, have you been hearing about the uh, the J T Miller drama in, in in Vancouver? No, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. He's uh he's getting pissed at the. The management and all that for, uh, and the whole team for just not playing well. And he, uh, there are a bunch of talks about him getting traded recently. But I mean, I can kind of see his frustration because 
I mean, he's he's not playing bad himself. He's got, you know, 20 points in 23 games. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to play in Vancouver either. So he was one of the guys I was really hoping that the Lightning were going to be able to hold on to because when he was here for, what was it, a season and a half, they traded for him in 2017-18, I believe. Uh, I was hoping he was going to be able to stick around for a bit, and he played very well, but, um, you know, he's he's a great player, so we'll see what happens with that. And Yeah, I was sad to see him go too because I thought, I mean, he wasn't putting up crazy numbers like he is now, but, you know, he definitely showed like he was another guy that, like a pull out a caloric type of guy who, right. who we kind of needed. Um, you know, I'm just looking to the leaders in the league right now, and um, Stamkos is tied for ninth with, you know, 24 points in 20 games and 11 goals, 13 assists. You know, is way better than I kind of expected him to be. Cause, you know, I figured, you know, I don't think anybody expected Kucherov to go down in the third or fourth game. No. So, you know, I was expecting Kucherov to lead the league in, you know, scoring and have a crazy year. But, you know, Stamkos is over a point per game, which is great. And, you know, he's he's putting the puck in the back of the net, which is all you can ask for, yeah, especially I mean, for him. Yeah, like I said earlier, you know, we've been missing some of our stars. Obviously, Kucherov hasn't played in a while, points down right now. So for Stammer to be playing well, you know, that's what the team is going to need to, uh, you know, hold off until some of these guys start coming back. Yeah, I mean, you're not expecting Stamkos to dish the puck out and get, you know, 100 assists a year. But, you know, you kind of expect him, you know, 30, 40 goals and you'll take it. Yep. You know, because, I mean... He scored 60 in, what, 2011, 2010? Yeah, the 2011-12 season. Yeah. He, scored, he scored 60 and 50 goals the season before that. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't think... I don't see him hitting 60 again, either, but he's still but, a hell of a player. I mean, I can see him getting 40. I mean, how many guys are hitting 60 goals a year anyways? You Just know? Ovechkin, probably, Exactly. You know? Right, him or maybe McDavid, maybe. You know, right, so. you know, if, if they get lucky. Because, you know, with Edmonton, they have McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hopkins, and... Zach Hyman, and that's basically all the forwards that are, you know, are good. And, right. And I think McDavid is just on another level than anybody else in the league, and he's just carrying that team. And Dreisaitl obviously contributes because he's leading the league in scoring, but, you know, I think McDavid is just on is on another level compared to anybody else. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not really a surprise. He was – this was – that his draft class was probably the most highly anticipated since, you know, Sidney Crosby in 2005. Right. So, uh He's he's definitely a great talent, and like you you look at the uh, what was it twenty sixteen with Eichel and Matthews, I think that was a year because McDavid was fifteen I believe. I or, think Eichel went in the same draft class as McDavid. McDavid. Yeah, I was think it? he he went number two I believe. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, you might be right. Um, yeah, I, okay, yeah, I think you're right on that. But who was who was second to Austin Matthews because he was in sixteen, wasn't he? Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Oh, Lonnie. Lonnie from uh, what well, was with Winnipeg, but yeah. now he's... Okay. Yeah, then Dubois and Pugliarvi. Kachuk. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. So I know a bunch of people were saying a couple of years ago when... when uh, Lonnie had a couple good years in him that, you know, he was way better than Matthews and this and that. But his career hasn't turned out like I thought it would be. I mean, I think he's still a good player, but uh, definitely not. (laughs) His career hasn't panned out like I thought it would. No. And I mean, as much as I'm not a fan of Austin Matthews in Toronto, um, you got to give it to him. He's uh, he's definitely a hell of a goal scorer. Yeah, he's a talent for sure. Um, I mean, he's got in 354 career games. He's got 370 points. Yep. 209 goals. So, 
I mean, he's uh he's somebody that can uh, can win the Leafs some games. Him and Marner Tavares is uh, a good combination. Um, what is there any game that you're looking forward to the most the rest of the year? Other than I'm pretty sure you're looking forward to Nashville, but I'm looking forward to Nashville. They play the Golden Knights at home, I believe, in January, right? Um, let's see. Yep, the end of January, 29th. I think obviously. You know, the game people were most anticipating was the Seattle Kraken game mm-hmm. to be able to see, you know, obviously Seattle play in Tampa for the first time and for Yanni Gord's return. Uh, but other than that, you know, I, I love going to all the games, but, you know, Vegas is one of the ones I would say I'm still looking forward to. The uh, The New Year's game will be fun, too. What, the Rangers? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I want, do you think, I don't think Ike will be back by by in, in the next month, will he? I'm not sure. I don't think he's had his surgery yet. No, hey, Eichel did have his surgery. Did he? Yeah. Okay, I must have missed that. I don't know what his uh, his return time is slated for, but or how long he's supposed to be out. Right. But. I bet you're looking forward to this game right here, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pittsburgh. Hopefully, hopefully, the Penguins can do the same thing they did on opening night, right? No, no, you got to give them, you know, fifty fifty. One wins one game, and then one wins the other game. Well, listen, they only play them two or three times a year, so <laughs> what's what's two or three losses, right? Well, I mean, we we beat them in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, didn't we? No, they've only played the Penguins once this year, right? No, we won. We beat them five to one. Did they? Oh, yep. Well, I'm mistaken. <laughs> so I guess they got him back for opening night. So yeah. hopefully the Penguins can take the other game back in Amelie. Hey, this is supposed to be a lightning podcast. Oh, you gotta, yeah, that's you gotta. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, we've gone for 48 minutes now. That's not too bad. Unfortunately, we don't have Ace for another oh, episode here. The yeah. first time she was sick, now she's on a plane right now. I know exactly. She's on a plane right now, going to New York. Um. She would have been here, but, you know, just she said that uh, the next one she'll be here. So looking forward to having uh, having her chime in here and there and yep. talking about the Lightning because, you know, she loves Ross Colton. And, That's what I was about to say, talk about how much she loves Ross Colton. She got that jersey now. Yep, and, uh, well, thanks to you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, no problem. Um, and, uh, and he scored that night, too. He, exactly. Ross Colton's kind of gotten off to a slow start this year, too. He, he's definitely, uh, you know, he had a good year last year, a great year last year, ended up winning you know, getting the Stanley Cup winning goal at home. Uh, but he he really hasn't played well this year. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done pretty well the last two or three games. But uh, another person that she absolutely loves is Corey Perry. But I think, she, right. I think she just likes to give a shit about that. Right, well, she's a Corey Perry hater because we're Corey Perry lovers. Exactly. So. So I don't, I really deep down don't think she really no, minds she, him. No, she doesn't. But I think she just likes to give a shit about it because, you know, we like him. And she did the same thing with me with Goodrow last year, you know. She she liked him. She just gave me shit about him because uh, I like the guy. Which yeah, you know, it's it's all good. But uh, yeah, we're missing her. She she's on a plane going to New York, having a vacation with the family. So uh, wishing her safe travels. Yep. Um. Hopefully everything goes well. She has a good time. Um. And hopefully we'll be uh, all three of us be back to a lightning game here soon. I don't Definitely. Know she gets back next week. So we'll uh. I'm sure we'll make it out to the game with you shortly. Um. The next game, other. Uh, tomorrow night is obviously the Blues, but then and then they go on a you know a little trip. bit of a road trip, yeah, yeah five game road trip. Yep, and then come back play the Kings and then the Senators. Yep, fourteenth and sixteenth. Okay. Um, anything you you got? Anything you can think of? No, I mean we covered basically everything that I had written down to to go over today. Good. Um, I mean we've gone fifty minutes, so that's not too bad. It doesn't seem like it though. No, I mean it. It went by fast last time, but I feel like we were a little bit more prepared this time around. Yeah. Because I mean, you and I went into the first one basically completely, you know, blind, n- nothing written down. 
you know, but yeah, I think we still went for almost an hour last time too. Yeah, we were like fifty something minutes, and we're at fifty one right now. So, um, not bad, not bad at all. I think uh, I think we're gonna get better every time. I mean, this is only our second time doing it, so uh, I think each time we're gonna get better and uh, hopefully turn this into uh, something enjoyable and something good for you guys. Because we'll uh, obviously we're live on Twitch right now, but we're gonna be going to uh, put this on our podcast on the Bub Army podcast channel. Yep. Um. So you guys can download it on there, and uh, so well, I get you want to keep going, or you want to? I mean, I don't know what else to talk about. Now. Uh, I mean, we can wrap things up, okay? Because I have no idea what to talk about anymore. I I kind of <laughs> covered everything on my list like yep. twenty minutes ago, so I was just thinking of stuff here and there. So, um, hell, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see what the lightning do tomorrow at home against the Blues. Hopefully, we get revenge. Hopefully, we uh, bounce back. Bounce back, exactly. Because that was a uh, definitely a disappointing loss last night. Yeah. Um. Hopefully Vazzy's, I'm sure Vazzy will be in it tomorrow night. Yep. Um, God, wouldn't it suck if he went down with an injury? I don't know what the hell they'd do. Oh, I, there, there'd be no chance. Right. No, <laughs> no, no way. chance. No way. No chance we would even, I mean, we might. He's the, he's the one guy that you don't want to go down. No, I mean, you could you could uh, afford to take Kucherov out for a little while at Stamkos like we have before. but Right, they he, got enough forward depth. Yeah. I mean, obviously they've played well and still won without some of their stars, but if Vassy goes out and you're rolling with Brian Elliott as your number one, I mean, forget about it, you're you're done. Oh, no. I mean, Hedman's been out, I think a couple years ago he was out for a little while. McDonough's you know, a very good veteran defenseman who can who can lead the way on that and Sergeyev is is not bad either but you you have Vazzy go out and we're done like literally we're done cuz you can't rely on Brian Elliott and um hell I don't even know who the third string would even be probably somebody from Syracuse I'm guessing yeah I know uh, during that prospect game I don't know what his last name is his first name is Hugo it's Hugo something yeah Hugo sp- Allen Feld or something yeah like he's that. supposed yeah. to be some highly touted goalie prospect but right I think he's still probably a couple years off yeah, I mean, hell, I have no idea, but hopefully we don't have to worry about that anytime soon because hopefully Vazzy is... Uh, right, watch me jinx it, and he goes out with a season-ending injury tomorrow, oh, I'll right? i so pissed. You guys can blame me for that if that ends up happening. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's knock on wood on that one. Um, well, I guess we'll wrap it up. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll be on the podcast channel by the time you're, you're seeing this. I'm not sure when it'll be, but um, hopefully the Lightning will win tomorrow night against the Blues at home. Yep. And... Uh, We will see you guys next time. Thank you, guys. See you. Go Bolts.